0: Straight out of New York City, the warm New York City these days. Um, I'm very, very happy to have Regev Gur with us, who's the CEO of Narrative Group, which is an influencer marketing company, one of the largest in the tech industry, who has among his clients Google, MoonActive, and many other big names in the tech space. And I'm extremely excited about this because I think that you're the closest ever we've ever had on the show to the the real money in the in the influencer marketing space. so thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Tell me a little bit about you know how did you get to this world? what did you do before? Give me the background.
1: so I was always like a person like a people's person, not as a cliche for real. I'm excited from people. I'm excited from talking to people and and when when I saw that there is a gap between um uh, A product to the buyer uh to the consumer, so to say, I wanted to be the person who mined this gap, and I thought that the best solution is a recommendation solution um and I can see it I can still see their not only the results but what people feel when someone is recommending their their product that they work so hard to 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 create um and, and why is it driving people to, to take action? And to take action, it's not only to purchase something. It can be something with, with, with meaning, spiritual, an idea. It can be anything uh, that, that, that someone wants to sell out. So I think that using creators, it's the, it's the best way. So when I was doing
0: homework for this call... Um, and for this conversation, I asked a few creators, you know, what would they want to know from a person like you? And I think there are two questions that were pretty much, uh, repeatedly asked. Number one is how do you quantify influence? Like what is influence? How do you, how do you sell it to your clients? And number two, when is the time that a creator can actually make a living from brand deals as a creator? Like what is the, uh, golden number?
1: I think that an influencer can be any person that actually has influence. So it, it can be someone that is like a very uh, uh, large-scale YouTuber with millions of views. Um, and it can be a 10,000 followers type of person on Instagram that has a very specific niche, right? Um, so an influencer, it's a very, very wide definition of uh uh, of Of someone who actually uh, uh, uh as influential on someone and I think that the money thing is like first of all creators like if I need to give a few tips to creators first of all the the first thing to do is to be in one niche I think that works a lot uh because if you're expert in something uh uh branded deals will come because those brands want those people. Um, And I think that you don't need to see in the beginning how much money am I going to make. Like, you need to understand what value do you bring to the table before you would like to charge money for. We see more and more companies are going into like a UGC model where they just want to buy the video assets from the creator and not to work with them on a, on an organic way. Like, uh, this is a very big trend that we're seeing right now. So that leads me to, uh, to a very good production. If you're a very good producer and you can produce amazing content, those companies will want you. So you need to invest a lot and you need to be very dedicated and, uh, um, and very modest with what you ask. And I think that the keyword is authenticity. As long as you're more authentic, you will work more, but don't see it as like as a business. At the beginning, create video in order to create video, be a good creator, then the rest will follow.
0: Which is interesting because you said video, you could have said like, uh, make good pictures as well, which was, you know, three years ago. But it seems like everything is moving towards video round. But so what is the so what is the I mean, you're saying this is not a business, but there's a there's a there's a paradox here because creators want to spend time creating for the whole life. And in order to do that, they need to make money because otherwise they can't buy milk. So how do you live a life without an intention of making money from what you love?
1: again, it all depends on the stage of the creator also uh, a beginner singer wants to sing, but he needs to be a waitress in a in a restaurant in order to 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 finance his first album right so <coughs> sorry it really depends on your auth- in in your stage like where are you where are you now like what is the what is the stage that you're in and small creators that that um um again, small creators that just started, I don't think that they can rely on branded deals that much. They have to do a, a day job and to create more and more. Like, like honestly, look at Nas Daily as an example, right? I don't remember exactly the number, but I think it was kind of like he started making money on his 600 videos, right? And he was doing once a day. right? So... For five so, years. To make the long story short, it's two years. Yeah, for five years. But I mean, it's two years that he didn't make money. So and for sure, not a big money, right? It pays off after that. I'm sure he makes very good living um those days, but uh but he was super invested and 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 loyal to himself, like he was doing video without anyone watching it like two two three views that is him and his mother- basically, and now it's millions of millions of 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 viewers all over the world this guy works walks in New york he's famous he's go he walks in new delhi he's famous it takes time it doesn't happen in one day, and sometimes those creators don't understand that they want to become Mr Beast in two seconds and it's not gonna work.
0: Right. It took Mr. Beast, like, what, seven years to do that as well. It was crazy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Look at Mr. Beast's first videos.
0: And Regev, you know, I like you because you know how to simplify everything. And I want you to simplify really, like, into the basic, basic parameters. What do brands really want when they're working with influencers? Because they can't really measure anything. I mean they can in, in some cases in in most of the cases they can't measure uh, uh the ROI fast. They don't have enough real analytics about, you know, the connection, clickouts from social media are not very easy. Like what do they
1: really want? It really depends on on the brand. Um there are huge brands that want brand awareness and to be out there. And most of the brands that we work with, they want performance. And I disagree that it's not measurable. I think it's very measurable um, because we know exactly what the campaign did, like how, how well or not well did it work. And to work with creators or with influencers, for a brand, yes, it's to take a risk in some aspects, right? Because... Uh, you can pay a creator twenty thousand dollars without any commitment or without knowing if it's if it's gonna work. And you gave mine as an example, so mine is a data assistant company that we work with in the past year and a half. Um, and like on paper, they have a product that it's not very consumer based, like it's not like a like an Adidas shoes, right? right. It's a privacy. You need to convince people. Why do they even need this privacy? And they do it so well. And I think that everything in mine is very measurable. These guys are numbers guys. They know exactly how many people register to their uh services, uh, from which creator, what works best and what works less good. And it's happening. Like we're doing like around between five to ten campaigns for only for mines every month. And we can see uh uh, a big difference from from one creator to another. So, um, and and the worst thing is a brand that doesn't know what he wants, because then he's is wasting money. And there are many of them. So when we work with super professional companies like Moonactive, for example, right? Moonactive knows exactly what they want. There, it's very measurable. They know who are the creators that they want to work with and why. And they, they, they do due diligence to any of the creators that we are pitching. Um, so it's very, I, I think that this niche of creator creators and influencers are becoming way, more and more uh, settled than we think it is. Like we know what how much we want to pay based on CPM, based on CPI sometimes if we're talking about uh, apps installs, right? Um, uh, so Brandon yeah. knows more and more what they want to achieve, and you know, so so that's
0: a that's an interesting part because some of the creators are trying to go and to pitch directly, you know, companies like um, Wix, companies like I don't know, tech companies. I'm just giving Wix as an example, or or even pitch us uh, to work with them, and the pitches vary big time. Like some of the pitches are really bad. Some of the pitches are really good. And I think one of the things that you're doing very, very good is pitching for them. So I would like to hear from you, what is a good pitch
1: of a creator to a brand as the expert in the space? So I'll be very honest and I will say that once an influencer is pitching a a brand.
0: Chances are low.
1: It's not, yes, because you don't want to pitch. You want to be pitched by the, the brand. Um, and, and by the way, we are not pitching influencers. We are pitching the brand. We always work on the brand side. It's not like we represent a number of right. influencers. We represent a number of companies. But you're still convincing and then we
0: choose the brand to work with a specific creator.
1: If I really believe that this creator will be awesome for them, yes. Uh, the way we work is that we understand exactly the product, and then we are figuring out who are the people that can be relevant for this uh, for this company. And we're we're like our or our model is not to be pushy. Uh, we don't push any any brand to work with any influencer. Unless we believe that he is extremely, extremely good for them and will drive results, but yes, we're afraid to take the risk for them. We do recommend. Here are the influencers that you should work with. This is why we think you should work with those creators because they do this and these videos, and these are their numbers and their their demographic is good. We are very like we are very like into examining every deal. Um we even read the comments on youtube and we see how many likes every comments get to see if this creator is actually someone that people are engaged with right so and if we find it very relevant yes we will try to convince our clients to work with them
0: you know you brought up youtube which is a big 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 uh, discussion i was talking the other day to my brother who's a vi- who's a video creator on youtube now uh and and then I'm I'm working with short form videos uh, creators uh, myself every day. And there's this big, you know, discussion over who's going to make more money. Is it the short form versus the long form? How do you, you know, and the world is moving to short form as a new format. How are you looking at this and what do you uh, recommend your clients to do?
1: So I'm a big fan of as short as possible. I think that it's all, again, it it's also depends on the product. Sometimes there, there there are like complex product that you need to to do kind of like a tutorial for the product, right? That explain the product. But in 95% of the cases, I would recommend something that it's very, very short, not even a minute, even bef- even less than that, because people don't have patience. You're competing with so much attention that... The the odds are against you. The odds that someone will actually watch something like like three, four, five minutes video, like who has the time for that for that those days, and and we're, when we're talking about B two B B two B campaigns, for example, even less because the decision maker doesn't have time. He wants to see something to see if it's relevant for him, and if it, and if it's relevant for him, he is already gonna click into the ad and start uh, investigating more and research more, uh, uh, more into this. But when, when he see the first face, which is the creator, needs to be very short, very funky, very fast. Uh, uh, um, and yes, those creators, that, uh, people that does YouTube, should work according to the YouTube best practice.
0: But then from the other side, the short form video is now you know, being pushed on YouTube Shorts but the ones who are editing 20 minute videos just are not creating those kind of content so how how should they go about this
1: so i'm talking about the i'm not talking about the biggest like one of the the best way to works or like the the things that works those days it's to do kind of like a youtube integration right where they have a long video of 10 to 20 minutes talking about whatever and when a branded deals comes into it, he's trying to integrate with the the largest video. And I think that the integration, uh, should not take more than a minute and should be, um, uh, like, like a, like a very aligned part of the largest video. It can't be a, like a, like a commercial break. Right. Right. Sometimes it works. Um, but 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 yeah, I think that all the creators should move to a model where they do shorter and shorter videos. Look at Mister Beast, for example, that does huge production, but it goes very very fast. Right. Every scene is like very very fast. Right. Right. He's really good with the
0: with the rhythm. So the rhythm of the, of the video is very very fast. That's true.
1: Yes, the tempo is very is very very. Uh, uh, Important and again, it depends who is the audience that you're talking to. If you do a campaign for 65 years old uh, um, uh, men and women, maybe you should do something differently. Maybe you should do it a little bit slower and with the text on the screen. And like you need to understand who is your audience and what do they want to see and what is the value that they are getting from you.
0: So you know, you you brought up the topic of niche many, many, many times, and your biggest expertise is tech companies um, as, as clients, but when, when a creator starts, is there a more profitable niche to start in or do you, or you think you just have to be really good in a specific niche and money will follow?
1: That's a very interesting question. Obviously there are niche that makes more money, right? Like uh, we saw a year ago, if you are a crypto slash NFT creator, there are so many uh, companies that that wants you because there is, there is demand, right? And when you're a fintech uh, um, creator or finance creator, people take you more seriously. but uh, but again, if you're a person that's into food and, and baking, it will be very hard for you to be a, to be a fintech creator. So I think that you should be authentic and real with yourself. What actually? Makes you happy. There are so many. We are working now with the creator that the only thing she does is to review the Sims game. Oh wow! That's her thing. Her name is Little Simsy, and she's an awesome creator. Uh, she's she. I don't know her age, but she's a very young uh, uh, woman, and she does it amazingly. She's an awesome creator. And she's very focused. The only thing she does is to explain people in the world how to play Sims better, and how to buy the these things. And how, like it's it, and it's crazy. The results are crazy. Her numbers are crazy. Like you, you, can see a million to two million views every day that she is promoting something. So, uh, so she is the the, the the example of like do really what you like do it amazing more than everyone and it will follow by the way there are more people like her in the same niche i'm talking about only sims one game that they're playing on her their computer and they're huge creators millions of millions of views every day okay so i have a i
0: have another one question for the brands you know you you are working with so many brands and, and some of the brands don't really know what, what influencer marketing is. Like they don't really have internal resources to do that. And that's why they come to you. What should they prepare as a strategy? How, do they, how should they think about influencer marketing before reaching out to somebody like you or, or a creator?
1: First of all, I think that they need to understand their product very well before you want to spread the word out there to millions of millions of eyeballs, you need to understand exactly your product. This is why we are a big fan of clients that comes with a very, very well-prepared brief. This is who we are. This is what we want to achieve. This is what we want the the world to know about us. Um, And I think that those brands that they, they know exactly what they want Work is best because the creator understands exactly what is the, the the product and what is the campaign about. Sometimes they do many campaigns for one product. Sometimes they have a free product, so they 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 do it completely differently. So they need to understand exactly who they are before they before they spread the word out there with with creators. Got it. But then the other question here is. So they let's
0: say they do know, you know who they are. Is there any, is there any kind of a template that you would use, like a like a check checklist, um, to say here are the stuff that you need to cover before going out and working with creators, like materials maybe, like uh, budgets maybe, like there's there there must be something like the because it doesn't seem to be like a one size fit all thing.
1: Yeah, so I think the best thing they can do is to set up KPIs for themselves to understand, like, okay, if we spend $100,000 on one month of influencer campaign, we need to understand what to expect from this campaign and what do we want to achieve. How many purchases, how many apps downloads, and how many people buying my Adidas shoes. Um, They need to understand what size of influencers they want to work with. Uh, If they want to work with celebrities, if they want to work with micro-nano influencers, what are the platforms that, that are good for them? We have a client that the only thing that, that he cares about, it's TikTok. He doesn't want to hear about YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, or any, any other platform because they already know that TikTok works for them. So we're looking for only for TikTok creators for them. And um, and yeah, the budget, it's always, the I think, the biggest pain because they don't know what, Uh, what to expect to. to. So they need to, yeah, and and they need to compete with other channels that drives revenue uh, and and conversion like Facebook, Google, Tabula, or any other uh, channels that they have. They need to understand exactly the numbers, how much is to drive a purchase from Google and from Facebook, and then to compare it to influencers. Not all the time it's, it's apples to apples. Sometimes it's apples to oranges. But um, and, and, and when you work with creators, I think that you can achieve a few things. You can achieve this, this conversion and performance, and you can achieve brand awareness, and you can achieve assets to work with. Many of these companies are, are, have the right to hold these videos for a year, two years, or for life, and they can use it for paid media. And then to combine those two, which I, this is the most interesting model. Interesting.
0: So, you know, to wrap up, I think we we covered
1: so many things
0: here. How how do you see the future? You know, you're always in, in, you've been working in this for years. You're a big, big name in this space now. How do you see this all evolving? Where are we going to be in five years?
1: I think that many, first of all, I think that all of the the word is going into creator economy, like it's a big thing. I think that the best creator will be the people, again, that keep their authenticity. Um, performance, it's something very, very important. I would always rather take a 10,000 followers uh, TikToker that his audience likes him and do what he asks them to do than big names that, uh, that no one listened to them. Not big names, but, but like with big amounts of followers, I think that no one cares about it those days. Um, and, and I think that more and more companies are going to, in, to, in, to, to, to join this adventure of working with creators. And I'm not talking about only about consumer companies I think that almost every company on earth should work with influencers in one way or another. Influencer can be a person that has a blog about programming, something very, very niche uh, on Twitter. And an influencer can be, um, I have a few friends on my Instagram that I consider them as influencers because I will definitely listen to their advices um, right. yeah that, that's the future in my opinion cool amigo
0: I appreciate your time we had some technical difficulties but I think we made it through and uh, see you soon on Wondercast thank you so much
1: thank you very much thanks for having me Have a good one